Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and name FC. What is up, guys? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hello there. What the fuck was that? Good day to you, sir. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so something new, bro. Something new. Episode thirteen. I don't even think we should even mention this guy anymore because you know he, he doesn't necessarily had a good yeah, game. Yeah, shit. Well, good two games to be exact. So, uh, uh, for those who are wondering, obviously, if you think of thirteen, and you are probably a fan of Mexico, and probably a fan of America. You think of Guillermo Ochoa? Yeah. <laughs> not his not his week, I will say that. Not his week at all. <clears throat> but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk about America. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to. We have to. But you know, another another great week, I think. Uh, well, maybe not great week, obviously. Some some very uh, some big tragedy in the soccer world obviously happened. Um and we will get to that, but obviously a lot to talk about for this week for soccer. Yeah. Um so I mean, you ready to do this, man? Let's do it. Let's do it to it. All right. So before we get to the soccer, Unhinged Sports, they did a big announcement. And obviously, this affects us because obviously, we're part of Unhinged Sports Network. Yes, sir. And they are with, they have partnered with Fanatics.com. That is correct. Unhinged Sports Network and Insert MFC have partnered with Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for all things sports. Christmas is right around the corner. And let our good friends at Fanatics help you get gifts for your favorite sports fan. A link to Fanatics will be available on the link tree in our Instagram and Twitter. Um, obviously at Instagram FC. And of course, at unhingedsn.com. There will be a link right there so you can go ahead and check out all the great deals that uh, Fanatics has to offer. Um, but 
obviously we've also been dropping some videos on our social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And obviously me being corny and I'm having fun, <laughs> I'm having fun with it, man. Yeah, like, you was having fun with it, it man. It gives me, I, I like doing things like this. I, it gets to, to test myself, you know? Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's, I'm learning. I'm not that awkward in front of camera. You're really not. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I, I actually checked out the website and I like it. Uh, it. It's very, how do I put this? It's simple enough to, but it actually looks really nice. Like it's, it looks fancy to me, to me, but I actually like it how they have everything set up. It's very simple. It's just basically one click. And all of a sudden, hey, here's the teams. One click here. Hey, there's this. One click there. Hey, there's a soccer. It's easy to follow. Yeah. And you're going to have a wide variety of sports apparel to choose from. Obviously, you have the NBA. You have the NFL. You have NHL. If you're a hockey fan, you have... They they do have uh, soccer as well. They do have soccer. Are you a racing fan? Well, they got NASCAR stuff there. I believe Formula Un as well. Oh, God. I just do that because I was actually a pretty big Formula One fan. Formula One, bro. Hey, hey. Anyways. In honor of the guy from Rick, from uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, my God. You were ta- you're talking about um, Pierre, Pierre something or other. I don't remember, I, I don't remember the character's name. But, but no, I actually like the website because I checked it out right now. And they actually got some good deals going on. And if you still haven't bought your stuff, personally, like I just got paid today. I went, I went a little bit of ham on that. They got a cyber deal going on right there. Uh, so if you check out the website, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, uh, today's Monday. So obviously I was referring to the cyber Monday deals, but obviously this episode's dropping on Thursday. So oh, crud. I'm sure there's going to probably be some more sales to be available as well. Yeah, they actually charge. do have some stuff that's not for Cyber Monday and stuff. So don't worry. Wow. Just cause just bash me on the head. Why don't you just, you just grab, grab the bat. Just, you know what? Buy a bat from that website and smash me on the head with it. Cause Edward doesn't oh my understand God. the concept of time, but <laughs> I, I believe I'm Dr. Strange. That's, that's why I'm all time concept does not. I thought you were going to say that. Me. Is that because that's why you're all strange? Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. So, so yeah. So go ahead and check out fanatics.com. Once again, you can either go to the link that's available at unhingedsn.com or it'll be available on our social media platforms on Twittergram, Twittergram, Twitter, and, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, sorry. That you was... just woke up my dog, asshole. Oh, sorry, Robo. Sorry, sorry. Which you can find us on, on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at InstagramFC. <laughs> that so took a lot out of me. The link will be on our bio. It's, it's our link tree. So that just gives you a list to all the links that's available for InstagramFC. Uh, that you would prefer, and obviously the first thing that pops up, the first thing available is our link to Fanatic. So go ahead and check out that link and get some shopping knocked out for your loved ones. Because if you really do love them, you'll shop at Fanatics. Yes, indeed. You, you love me, right, bro? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Anyways, <laughs> so let's get going with some headlines, man. So let's start things off with the U.S. Men's National Team have announced their call-ups for this coming. Uh, actually, <laughs> next week. Which they'll be in December 9th. We'll be playing against El Salvador, which is ironic enough as it is, because obviously this is both our motherlands. Yes, <laughs> this sir. is the motherland for us. The motherland. Speaking of that, the fact that Thanksgiving was last week and, uh, you know, definitely had some panis. Oh, hell yeah. So, so that was 
hats upon us today because obviously the best part of Thanksgiving is also the Thanksgiving leftovers. But yeah, so El Salvador. Um, and the thing about this column, it's majority, well, mo- all of them except for one are MLS players. Obviously, they're not the MLS players that are still competing in the MLS Cup because for obvious reasons, you know, they want them to still be able to play for the MLS Cup. So a lot of these guys are obviously from teams that have been eliminated or have not, were not even in the playoffs to begin with. So this is going to be a really interesting one. And Edward wants to say something about the fact that they are playing against El Salvador. Yeah, I just, I personally, I, I'm not trying to downplay El Salvador because anything can happen in this sport. You know, it's, 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 it's a beautiful game. It's just El Salvador hasn't really had a great track record against the U.S. Even when the U.S. was really, uh, it, it was around what the qualifiers or even friendlies, and even it was the year that they didn't make it to the World Cup or even before I then. Mean, if you want to think about the Concacaf Gold Cup, I think it's the last time El Salvador played, played against the U.S. and that was essentially against the B team. The, yeah, I guess mean, they brought Altador, they brought in Michael Bradley, they brought in, uh, I think they they brought in some other guys, but they didn't. It wasn't, it was still wasn't the U.S. men's national team, at least at the time. It was yeah. all these young, at least these guys that haven't gotten looks, but the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. So they, it was kind of like a, the B and a half team. Like, yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't that great. And even then, you know, it, and I mean, they, I mean, the U.S. had to like fight their way against El Salvador, mainly because El Salvador was playing a little dirty. Let's face it. El Salvador's. Yeah. It was, that, that was <laughs> pretty dirty, dirty as fuck, bro. I mean, it was really dirty. Elbows were flying. Let's just say that. Elbows were flying. All from El Salvador. It was like watching the rock everywhere. Throwing people's elbows and shit. When I think of El Salvador's national, obviously we think about horrible score lines, but uh, you got to remember this team, this country, these players, some of these players from El Salvador were banned for a year by FIFA. Yeah, for match fixing. Yeah. How do you get caught for match fixing when you were already losing the games in the first place? I, it is beyond me. Like you're, they you're they, so you're so bad at being bad that you got caught at pl- being bad. bad. Um, I basically have to say maybe they got tired of trying, so they just were like, you know what? Let's go ahead and fix our matches and actually be bad instead of actually trying to win. So uh, maybe that's what they were. They were tired of actually trying to win, and they just kept sucking. And a lot of that, I feel, is that maybe that could be the reason. I'm not validating it. I'm not agreeing with it. I really hate the fact that that shit happened. Especially when one of those players was Rodolfo Zelaya. Yeah. At the time was, he was basically, would be our guy. He would, he was basically, let's just put it this way. He was basically El Salvador's way out of the threshold of hell that is known as, you know, the freaking El Salvador team of the, La. Like basically, el equipo que no, they don't do anything, and they can't come out with anything, and nobody's scared of them because of that fact that they don't, they don't have that chemistry, they don't have that talent. He Not was yet. the only one that I felt that was actually like the talent coming out of there. No, yeah, totally. All right, man. So let's go ahead and announce these calls. So, uh, for the goalkeepers, it is CJ Dos Santos from Benfica, Bill Hamid from DC United, and David Ochoa. From Real Salt Lake. So apparently the US have their own Ochoa at goalkeeper. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. All right. Defenders. Julian Araujo from LA Galaxy. Kyle Duncan from New York Red Bulls. 
Marco Farfan from the Portland Timbers. I don't know why I'm like putting my fingers up as if I'm counting these guys down. I've <laughs> been saying this. You say something, you do stuff with your hands. I'm just like, God, don't say nothing. Anyway, so you point uh, out. Aaron Long from New York Red Bulls, Mark McKenzie from Philadelphia Union, Mauricio Pineda from Chicago Fire, Sam Vines from Colorado Rapids, Walker Zimmerman from Nashville SC. In the midfield, you have Brandon Aronson from the Philadelphia Union, soon to be RB Salzburg uh, player, uh, Kellen Acosta from the Colorado Rapids, Frankie Amaya from FC Cincinnati, Cole Bassett from the Colorado Rapids, Sebastian Leggett, aka uh, Becky G's boyfriend, and <laughs> from the LA Galaxy. That's what he is. I know, I know. I'm just laughing because of the fact which you told me earlier. Oh, that I try to slide into Becky G's DM. And apparently you got rejected by the freaking automated response. <laughs> That's funny, bro. Uh, hey, it's I not, still love you, Becky. Nah, I still love you. Yeah, I know. We, we both love you, man. Like, All right. You're, so, amazing. you're an amazing girl. At but, the forward position, you have Io Akinola from Toronto FC, Efrain Alvarez from LA Galaxy, Paul Ariola from DC United, Daryl Dyke from Orlando City SC, Jordi Mahalovic from Chicago Fire, and Chris Mueller from Orlando City SC. So once again, all except for one player is from the MLS, and that's obviously uh, Dos, uh, CJ Dos Santos, who plays for Benfica. But I'm pretty sure the reason why he's getting called up and being brought to the U.S. is because clearly he's probably not playing at Benfica as of right now. So he can afford to go ahead and go back to Portugal and do the the mandatory quarantine that he would have to do for traveling to the U.S., so I'm sure that Benfica can sleep well at night knowing that CJ Dos Santos is not. Uh, I mean, but great opportunity for him. A lot of these, there's actually a total of 11 players that have the opportunity to make their first ever appearance for the U.S. men's national team. So that is really cool. Um, I think for me, the players to highlight personally is uh, uh, Julian Arajo and Efrain Alvarez from LA Galaxy because these are two dual citizen players with Mexico. And whenever we get a chance to steal from Mexico, I gladly will take it. <laughs> Especially because they poach a lot of our American players. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Gonzalez being one of them, which I'm still still hurt from I, that. I can see that you're a little bit peeved about that. So whenever we get a chance to to get one from Mexico, I'll take. Let's face it, man. If you're a Mexican American player, shut the fuck up with the handing. <laughs> if you're in a Mexican American player, most most likely you're gonna want to play. For Mexico, and I don't blame you. And I mean, the, the thing is with with the Mexican, I, I want to say especially right now with Tata at the helm, I would I would play for Mexico, and I'm not even Mexican. Yeah, I don't know why these guys want to play for for Greg Berhalter, but or, I mean, Greg Berhalter has apparently has like the 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 magic for making guys not want to play for another national. Well, I mean, think about it this way: I'm pretty sure he comes with the hey, you'll be a crucial player in my squad. Or you'll be the sub in my squad. I mean, think about it. A lot of players are looking to get some playing time. And they're getting the playing time in, let's say, Juventus, in Bayern, in Barcelona, in, you know, in, in Dortmund. Dortmund. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. So I agree yeah. with that. So obviously, I mean, those are two players I want to highlight. But the other guy, obviously, is Brandon Aronson. I mean, yeah, the kid has had a spectacular season with Philadelphia. Um Unfortunately, they didn't continue on with their their hopes of making it to the MLS Cup. Yeah, um, which once again the the curse of the of the Community Shield continues. <sighs> yeah, um, but we, we thought that wasn't going to. They were like, "Hey, Philadelphia might actually break it." No, 
You did. <laughs> oh, I did. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry. I think Andrew also felt that way too. But anyways, um, but yeah, no, great to get a first time to see Brandon Harrison compete in it. Okay, maybe not necessarily with El Salvador, but um, you know, obviously a, a sneak preview for for Albi Salzburg to see what what this kid can do at, at an international level it is definitely what the all eyes are going to be on. And then the other player, I'll, I'll the last player I'll highlight for this one is Ayo Akinola. I have been so high on Ayo Akinola. I think mainly because of FIFA, because uh, you know FIFA he's pretty low rated. So he's like really cheap player, but he he bounces really really good when you develop him in FIFA. So I can know the guy that I like using. I I will say this: I try not to do it a lot, but I end up doing it anyways. Is I end up buying U.S. players when I when I play FIFA, regardless of the team that I play with. And if you ever want to do like a road to glory, which obviously is playing with the with the, the fourth division in England and try to take a team and then bring them up to the English Premier League and compete for Champions Leagues, yeah. Iowa Canola is a really great player to have because obviously you're, you're in the bottom of the, the English system. So you can afford, especially with it at the time when I was using him, he was like rated like at a, at a 55. So obviously that's pretty decent in, in, uh, in the fourth division. Yeah. So I mean, obviously as he built up and then next thing you know, he's in the English Premier League at like an 82 rating and that's just at there. And I mean, he's still very young. So I mean, um, Iowa Canola. Hopefully, he gets to play because I this kid is very fun to watch. Um, I think I think a guy can definitely be part of that that rotation for forward. Even though I I'm pretty sure they got what they want in Sebastian Soto and and Giacchini, but obviously you're gonna need a third forward, and maybe Iowa Canola can can definitely jump into that role. Yeah, I mean that's uh, something that I, I want to see. Like I like to see, um, I guess you could say, like youngsters actually play. So that way they can actually show what they have, and and then the thing is, the young players come in hungry, like they wanna they wanna oh, show their skills. The average age of this team is twenty two years old. See, I mean, that, there you go. So, a lot of the, hey, a lot of these players are gonna have they're gonna be pacey, and they're actually gonna give it like they're gonna push. If you got, of course, if you got the lazy ones, where they're like, oh, okay, now nah, I'm tired. I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, I'm just gonna walk around. I understand it gets tiring, but that's the reason why you shouldn't push yourself so early on in the game, but. I mean, I, I still want to see what they what they bring to the table. For all we know, there might be like a a dribbler. That's my so, specialty. So, is there any players that you want to po- uh, point out? Uh, on this one, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I the only name that I know was Mark McKenzie, and that was because I ended up buying him in FIFA 20 of like for like what was it my. My second tier division, Portsmouth, I think it was. Okay. And that's the only reason why I know who he is. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, not going to lie to the people. I'm not going to lie to the people. I'm a man guy. of the people. You're not an MLS guy. I mean, yeah, we, and we, we already this. know this. I am uh, the. I'm quote, trying to, I've been, I've been trying to convert not. him into the MLS, but it's just not working. It's not working. It doesn't man. help that the, the games that I take him are not really good games. Oh, man. No. It's cool to watch the animals score. It's just then, then all of a sudden it's like they get scored on and then on and then on. And I'm just like, well, Damn. we saw the championship. We saw the, the U.S. Open Cup final. Um, it was, just wasn't the, uh, it just didn't feel like we were in a final. <laughs> the song. No, it just didn't feel like it because we lost. We won. Oh, we won. I can't remember. They won the 2018 U.S. Open Cup final. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a while back. 
My brain is that not. That was the last game we went. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was it. All the toilet paper. Well, no. The ribbon paper they were throwing. Yeah. I was like, the toilet paper. I'm tripping. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. All right. Anyway. Bad memory. Bad memory. So, obviously, the game will be December 9th in Miami. Well, in Fort Lauderdale. But in the home of Inner Miami. So, this will be really cool to see. Um, I don't know if they're going to try to get one more game in there. Um, I mean, it's literally next week, so uh, we'll see. Um, I don't, I don't think there's going to be another game, but it's just pretty exciting to see that. Uh, that uh, just a different side. Obviously, once this pandemic is is over, we'll definitely get to see what Brawlhalter has in mind with a combination of MLS and European based players. Um, I feel like at this rate, it's going to be majority European. Pay, uh, base players just because of the fact that let's face it, a lot of guys from Europe are currently just doing their thing. Yeah, they're rocking so, out, man. For, for the MLS guys, I mean, if I were to say from this list, who's going to be the guys that can like make that make into those rosters? I mean, obviously, you're going to say Sebastian Legit. I mean, Sebastian yeah. Legit is actually the only yep. player that actually went from that last call up. So, I mean, he's the, he's the one that has like some, some freshness to it. Um, obviously because of the fact that LA Galaxy got eliminated early, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, you, you see a Sebastian Legette that could probably, Aaron Long is probably another guy that you can see kind of getting in there, especially with the center back pairing as there's probably not a necessarily a set center back pairing for the U S even though I do like what I saw with Matt Miazga and John Brooks yeah. at center back, but obviously with Walker Zinnerman, especially he's defensive player of the year for the MLS this year. Um, that's someone to definitely look into. Um, and I think, um, yeah, like, I mean, like I said, there's not, a lot of these guys probably won't get called up for a while. I mean, Brandon Harrison might be that guy just because depending how he does at, at RB Salzburg, but you're definitely going to be excited to see what Brandon Harrison can do as far as his future goes. Let's see, yeah. Let's see what he brings to the table. But yeah, so that is the U.S. men's national team call up. Um, well, it's going to be like, it's going to hurt me as much as it hurts you watching El Salvador. Get- <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, I don't know a lot of the well, majority of the Salvadorian players' names. Darwin said, and Dennis Benet. No, that's what I'm saying. This is the <laughs> only one I know. Honestly, I'm with you. Uh, Roberto Dominguez. Uh, nope. He currently plays in, I believe, in Chile. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then Dennis Benetta was playing in Portugal, but yeah, I believe he now he plays in South America. Don't remember what league. I believe Bolivian. So don't know, don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the U.S. men's national team. Now let's go into Sarah Fuller. Now, Edward, I don't know if you follow follow the story of Sarah Fuller. I I don't I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Please enlighten me, sir. So Sarah Fuller is the first uh, female athlete to play in a Power Five conference in a men's sport. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> A power five comp. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What, I, know, I, I know. I know. I know. I know. No, no. You didn't lose me. It's just my shock. Oh, okay. But yeah. So here's the situation. So right. Sarah Fuller is a goalkeeper for Vanderbilt's soccer team. She's a three-time SEC champion. I believe she's currently competing for her fourth right now in the SEC tournament. Nice. So quite the resume right now. Vanderbilt is without a kicker. Um, especially due to the fact that COVID is the big issue. Um, and so 
all possible players that could be kickers, which obviously, obviously the special teams group, obviously they hang out together. Uh, they're usually together in practice. And because of that, because one player tested positive, the other player couldn't. Yeah, and, right, right, right. And so here we are. So they needed a kicker. And basically, Vanderbilt did what every high school football coach ever does, and that is you go to the soccer team. Yeah, you go to the soccer team. And we're very familiar with not saying that we were the kickers for the for the football team at our high school, but we knew yeah guys in the I soccer got, team. I got I got invited to freaking be the kicker, but I was like, I'm a senior. I don't want to do it. <laughs> what was his, what was the coach's name? Coach Garcia? No, no. Uh, coach Garcia was the was the assistant coach. Well, he was the one that looked at when I was kicking the ball. He was like, Coach Garcia was always like, "Hey, you want to play football? Wanna yeah, play football. Want you want to play yeah. football? Yeah." And I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I was like, uh, I don't want to play like for a few days." So because like, so, I remember, who was it? Eduardo was our kicker. Yeah, Eduardo was the kicker, and then after he left, it was Carlos, and Carlos was the kicker afterwards. Yeah. Uh, which was very. It was it was just cool. It was like, hey, our, our friend, he's the kicker. Anyways, um, but yeah, so basically they pulled they pulled the, the the oldest trick in the book, which was getting a soccer player, and so Sarah Fuller steps in to be the kicker for Vanderbilt in their game against Mizzou. Unfortunately, Mizzou's a, I mean not Mizzou Vanderbilt is a very very bad college football team right now. Um, so much so that they laid a goose egg against Mizzou. So the Ooh. only time she got a chance to actually do her job as a kicker was for the kickoff after the halftime after halftime. So start the third quarter, she comes out to kick a squib kick. For some reason, a lot of the haters were saying that she kicked it horribly. That was actually planned. She kicked a squib kick. She kicked it very well. I think she got the job done. So I mean fuck you. <laughs> so uh fuck but, off, but, yeah. So she did officially become the first woman to compete in a men's Power Five conference. That's really awesome. That's actually really cool. Yeah, like, exactly. I actually want to. I would actually. I would check out the highlight on that. See the kick, the squib kick, the squib kick that everybody apparently is hating on so hard. But I mean, it's it's really something to kind of be in awe at. I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a, a girl uh, being a football team. And you know, there's a chance that you can actually get tackled. Mm. You know. Oh, there were some very, very disturbing comments. Oh man. But but yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously there's just some people that want to see the world burn. You know, that's kind of how it is. We're living in that type of age, sir. All right. So yeah, so congratulations to her fuller. Uh very hey. big moment for her. And obviously now she's back with and and for some people that were questioning her kicking power. Um, this recent, I believe recently she obviously was playing in the SEC tournament. Right. And from a free kick, she was kicking it from the midfield point. She sends the ball out and she got an assist. She literally dropped the boy, the ball into the box. Her teammate went, goes in and just kicks it. Literally, she didn't have to put much effort into it. All she had to do was just tap it in and it goes in the back of the net. So if anybody wants to question her, her kicking power, well, there you go. There you yeah, go. there it goes. <laughs> but yeah, so congratulations, Sarah Fuller. Now, um, obviously, the world of soccer has has gone into a, a a little bit of a low moment as we are now without Diego Maradona in this world. 
Yeah, that it's a big loss, honestly, to the soccer world. Um, it's not that he was playing or anything like that, but he was. He basically was the inspiration for a lot of the great players that we see now. And I mean, you just think of what Diego Mar- obviously won a World Cup for Argentina, the the hand of God play. Um, I mean, he you know he he brought. Yes, there was some comedy in there in between. Obviously, his crazy antics and his partying lifestyle, which probably could be a factor into, you know, what led to it's obviously his well, eventual yeah, passing. Yeah. Um, but I mean Diego Maradona's a legend. I mean, you know, he's him and Pele. Yeah. Those are the, the two legends of that we speak even, of. Him and Pele was like I lost a really good friend. Like he was I think what really hit me was Ancelotti. Oh yeah. Ancelotti the the because I he played against Maradona yeah. and and for him to you know, definitely. You know, it's 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 so much. You know, obviously, we don't know. No, no. You know, we never yeah, hung we, out. We, I think it would be a party. I would never want to uh, ever do I, again. I, I would, but I would. I, but, I uh, wouldn't know. I'd probably wake up half naked somewhere and like don't even know where the hell I am. I don't even think I'd be alive, to be honest. <laughs> My daughter can party. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but like the fact that this guy played <laughs> against him for years, obviously playing for AC Milan with while he played for Napoli, um, and I mean. Just a strong rivalry that led to a very good friendship. Um, and obviously Pelé, another one, obviously, when you think of South America, you know, the big rivalry between Brazil and, and, Argentina. and Argentina. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys faced each other for years and not only faced each other and had like some, some sort of rivalry, but still a mutual respect amongst each other and their, their, their craft. And so, yeah, the world, you know, the, the soccer world definitely took a big loss today. At, well, not today, but obviously this week. As we lost Diego Maradona, but I think obviously this is a time where you can reflect and see what he brought to the game. Um, and uh, you know, obviously one of the things that I think of is obviously his time as, as the coach of Argentina. Oh yeah, uh, take it for what you want, but it was it was definitely an entertaining World Cup when he was the manager of Argentina. But also that, and then Netflix had a a series where they followed him as he became the manager of Dorados in the second division of Mexico, which mm-hmm. was very entertaining. Um, just because I think the fact that Maradona is just a very entertaining person. I think that's, that's what he is. But his comments are like, damn, you know, yeah. they're they're a little bit rated R sometimes. Yeah, honestly, he's like he's like he's outspoken like Lavar Ball, but he's so explicit when he talks as well. And then obviously, like a- my favorite, my personal favorite moment of Diego Maradona was actually when he went to go eat at Salt Bay's. Uh, restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy just like if I want someone to look like impressed by something that I'm doing, I want I want someone like Maradona because I mean he looked just flat out amazing. I mean, all the dude was doing the, was taking was removing he was just, bones he was just off. removing the bone off of the ribs. He was, and then but he was just see like, how impressed Maradona. Maradona was like, dude, he even kissed his hand, and I think he kissed his head, bro, like the top of his head. And I'm pretty he sure like, he was on drugs too. He was amazed. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm pretty maybe. sure he was on some drugs, but maybe. I mean the guy was very, very impressed. But but yeah, so that that's one of the highlights. But yes, uh, now, me it's like the solo goals he would do, where it was like there was like four defenders all at once plus the goalkeeper, and then he just dribbled past them, and then he just shoot the ball, and then he just be. And the thing is, what's funny is a lot of those goals, it was he would score them, and he would still get tackled afterwards, and he just get back up and start celebrating, and I'm like. Bro, like they don't make him like that no more. And like, I mean, you can't go without the iconic warm up of Maradona. Yeah. <laughs> the dancing, the dancing, just 
the man was living his life, man. He he. he I mean, if there's one thing you can say about Diego Maradona, aside from him being an amazing soccer player, was the man just lived his life, and I think no one can take that away from him. I think when he, I, I'm pretty sure when when he, you know, when he looks back at his life and reflects at everything, he's probably going to be like. I live one hell of a good life. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that certain players, they take up on that mantle of, you know what? I play soccer and I'm going to live a fun life. I'm going to live a good life. Like, I mean, I want to say Ronaldinho. Like, he's the same oh, way. I'm pretty sure Ronaldinho uh, and Maradona. I'm, for, I'm pretty sure Ronaldinho and Meta with the Maradona. I mean, um, I think it was when Ronaldinho was in Barcelona, Maradona went to go watch a game and... Uh, there's still that picture circulating where Maradona kisses Ronaldinho on the head like if he's a child. And I'm like, for a legend to do that to somebody in that moment, in their prime, and for you to look back, for that legend to look, or for that player, or even now, Ronaldinho as a legend, to look back at that moment, to know that that is one moment, the one day he'll cherish. Like, it's just, that's something amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's like some, it's like getting a handshake or getting a hug from like one of your, Heroes of one of somebody you look up to with so much respect. Yeah, and obviously you had tributes all around the world in soccer, paying homage to Diego Maradona. Kneeling, um, uh, Napoli with the before the game started, they had the number ten Maradona shirts, and then of course Messi with you know celebrating. He took off his shirt and he had Maradona shirt. I was honestly, I actually kind of wanted to cry on that one. Like I was just yeah, that you had. That hit me um, in the fields. Yeah, a lot of players doing the the iconic so the iconic pregame of, of Diego Maradona. You just yeah. it, you, this was once again everyone wanting to pay tribute to one of the best to have ever done it. And in um, I think it was Buenos Aires. At Buenos Aires, even though we're doing this whole COVID pandemic, like everybody just huddled the masses together, and you know they did. Of course, some were playing it safe, some were you know not playing it safe, but it was more of like um, I guess you could say everybody was just. They were in awe. Instead of being completely sad and everything, it's the words that Maradona would always say. You know, like he's like, you know, I lived a good life when I leave. You know, and I, I, I thank God for putting the ball as uh, on my foot for me to follow my dreams to be able to reach my dreams up in the sky, up in, in the cielo. And you know, it's it's something to look at where it's like, you know, even the simplest thing can make you the most happiest. Mm-hmm. At the, I think at the end of it all, um, obviously we didn't grow up watching Maradona. I mean, but we we know the legend of Maradona, yeah. and um, I've, I'm sure that people from the older generations being able to witness Maradona, um, they can definitely treasure it uh, for sure. But I think the fact that the rest of the world did their did at least some sort, everybody paid tribute. Everyone had yeah. a moment of silence. Everybody had some sort of moment of reflection to honor Diego Maradona, and that's. That's really, I think, for him to have such a positive impact on 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 a whole sport is, is something you know truly beautiful. I mean, um, the, the the something that I I think of is um, obviously in the MLS playoffs, um, one of the players from New England Revolution uh, ball. He actually is Argentinian, and he scored two goals in their win um, against Orlando City. And the first goal he scored, he actually had someone with an Argentina flag ready for him to grab it. He put it on the ground and then obviously uh, did a quick prayer in honor of Diego Maradona, obviously, because that goal was dedicated to him. That's badass. So, yeah. 
So yeah, man. So, um, you know, 60 years old seems like a very young age, but I think Maradona took full advantage of those 60 years. Oh yeah. It's, it's not, you know, it's not how long you live it's how you live it, you mm-hmm. know? And so, that dude lived it too. I'm pretty sure he stuck a good 200 years in the lifespan of 60 years. Yep. So, I mean, rest in peace to Diego Maradona. And once again, thank you for all the memories that you have brought. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get some game recaps. Or what's your game? All right. Uh, damn it. Can, can you, I know we just talked about the sadness, but get that uppity up and you know what I'm saying? Get the uppity up thing. Ever, what's your game to recap? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what's up. All right. So the game to recap, my game that I chose. And I mean, it's a, it was a given what with how their track record has been recently. Uh, I chose Barcelona versus Osasuna. And honestly, they beat Osasuna 4 to 0, which, you know, it's hell of a scoreline. No, especially without Fati, you know, so I, it's something that I was kind of, I'm sad about still. But Barcelona had 72% of the possession and the goals were scored by, for one, I was like, I still don't see this, the value of this purchase, but you know, I, I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just not going to say nothing. But Brathwaite, and then of course, Griezmann, Grizzy, um, Coutinho, and Messi. And that's, like I said, the goal that was dedicated to Maradona from Messi. But I just got to point out that goal that Griezmann did. Holy chetos. Because, bro, that was a thing of beauty. Even the announcer was like, Colasso, bombazo. You know, the, the, the dude who's always like, Magisterial. That homeboy right there, dude, he was in shock and awe. But bro, let me tell you something. The goalie... The goalie, even the goalie was like, he was ready for it. It looked like he was ready. He wasn't even locked in place. But the thing is, it came to be so close to where he could have just stretched out his hand. He may have been able to save it. It may have gone out. It maybe would have pushed his hand back and still went in into a different angle. But the dude didn't even try to stretch because it was just that fast. It was like in a blink, that thing went in. But it was just, it was just so beautifully shot. And then I know you mentioned it. Like Griezmann's celebration, like he, like when you see him happy, when you see him doing stuff like I that, I feel little, like you have to say Griezmann's back. I, he's, I he's getting there. He's, he's getting back. Fun. He's having fun. When he's having fun, you know Griezmann's gonna be a very dangerous player. When he oh, does the yeah. Fortnite dances, when he does, bro, yeah, all his antics, you know that that Griezmann's gonna be bringing it. So I think a fun Griez, a relaxed Griezmann is a very dangerous Griezmann because I think right now, at least initially with Barcelona, it's just been pressure. Trying to fit, fit with the Barcelona way. When honestly, the Barcelona way is just play your way. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously, you want to see that Tiki Taka back. Yeah. And I think with Griezmann being able to play fluidly and relax, that's the Tiki Taka. I mean, didn't you see, didn't you see the way that he was actually just, he was filtering the defense? He was just going through it like nothing. Like, it was, okay, let me put it this way. It was like San. Son filtering defenses in the EPL. Griezmann was doing that. Like I was like, dude, where's he's been? Where has he been? I feel like Griezmann. I mean, at least we get a snippet of what Griezmann should be looking like. So hopefully, we're going to see more of it. I hope to see it, man. I really do. But (laughs) I'm sorry. What? 
Hopefully not against Hell, no, nah, he better bring it against Real Madrid. Hey, I swear to God, nah, he, can, hey. he, he can't forget how to play after that. No, he cannot. <laughs> no, no. If he if he's bringing it back like that and he keeps playing like that, it's gonna be a rhythm that he's not gonna lose so easily anymore. And I'm telling you, man, it takes it takes time. We look, don't know, man. Look, know. look at Alexi, anyway, look at Alexis so Sanchez. My, so my game, uh, <laughs> my game. <laughs> as you can see, somebody doesn't want Greasy back. On Greasy back. Not against Robert. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right. Anyway, so my technically games to recap is Chivas beats America three to one on aggregate, eliminating America from the Liga MX playoffs. I did it. I did it. I can't believe I did it. It works. I jinxed them. Is jinx. I wanted them not. To continue, they've been pissing me off all season long. Did we, did we even emphasize on the jinx last time? I can't remember. No, because I was being subtle. Yeah. You wanted to point it out, but I'll man- maintain my subtleness to make sure that the soccer guys got the message. <laughs> Anyways. Apparently they heard but, you. But the best part of this is obviously you had the three teams that predominantly win League IMX not continue in the, in the tournament. You had Monterrey eliminated by Puebla. You had Tigres eliminated by Cruz Azul and That's America, which I'm sure to all the Chivas fans. Oh, they, they are talking so much not shit did, to all Not only did they fans. beat their rival America, but they beat them in the playoffs and now they move on to possibly lose to Leon. And <laughs> well, there you go. Is that another jinx I hear? No, I said possibly. I mean, yeah. anyways, but all right. So America com- combined with these two game in these two matchups had Total of fifty nine percent of the possession. That's that's at least almost sixty percent of the possession. So they had a majority of the possession in these games. America also outshot Chivas thirty nine to thirty one combined once again. And the goals that sealed the fate for America were all scored by Christian Calderon in the eighty first minute of the first game, the thirty first minute of the second game, and the seventy second minute of the second game. I mean. The dude literally carried the team through, uh, but I think you got to give props to Chivas, man. They stayed very well, good de- uh, defensively. Um, they found their opportunities, and clearly they took them. Um, and so Chivas uh, coming in as a lower seed, kind of not necessarily looking like the Chivas that were at least we grew up watching. Oh man! But I, love I mean, that team. Any anybody gets their day. Anything can happen, especially in a tournament setting. And I mean Chivas. They didn't take this game lightly, clearly, because... I mean, it's their rival. They're not going to take it lightly, man. So, so, I mean, great performance for Chivas. America did what I figured they should have... They were like this whole season, which I told y'all. I don't like how they look defensively. I don't know how, but they're still somehow managing to win games. And the fact that they were third place still baffled me, because I didn't. they didn't look... If you look at their stats, they didn't look like a third place team. They look like, honestly, a team that should be playing for reclassification. Damn. And so, I mean, they're still in the tournament, but they just didn't look like a top four team. For all the America fans listening, I apologize on my uh, best friend's behalf. And uh, no, I please I, don't, no, no, fuck that please, apology. Please, please don't, please don't hurt us. It. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not saying that it makes <laughs> a bad team. They just didn't look good this year. I, like, on paper, on paper, they really didn't look good. Um, defensive wise, like they, they just kind of, I guess it was a lot of the, um, just bundled up kind of shit. Like they just, it, it was, it was something that you don't, you normally wouldn't see with America, I guess. 
the defensive wise. It, just, it was it, just mistakes after when mistake. I, when I watched America play, it didn't scream, oh, this team's going to win a championship. Like, it just didn't scream that to me. They were winning and by America, the skin of their team. America is a team that screams championships to me. I've seen them win championships. I've seen good yeah. America teams before. This was not a good America team. Yeah. This isn't taking anything away from America. This is me talking shit about America. They just didn't look that good to me. Um, and I mean, I'm pretty sure you got America fans who actually do agree. Maybe they're like, oh shit, something did happen. I mean, I know you're going to have a bunch of the haters that are like, I mean, like, oh, you're just talking shit because you hate America. No, it's the honest to God truth. Like, it, it, they it just didn't, didn't look like a good team. They didn't, they didn't look, they didn't look like they normally do this year. Exactly. That's, that was my big thing for me was, and I mean, we both had question marks with, with America yeah. this season. You know, they had that. That, that rough stretch of games that they had where they had to play against Leon, Pumas, Cruz Azul. Yeah, we even pointed Chivas. it out earlier in then one of had, our podcasts. They had to go against Tigres, oh, which I thought was going to be a clear win for Tigres because I thought they were clearly the superior team. Uh, and then, they, then yeah. America decides like, hey, we're going to actually look like a real team this time. And then managed to get third place, which props to them. I still didn't, I didn't buy into America at that point. They kind of looked a little bit fraudulent to me. I'm sorry. They just didn't look like a third place team to me. They definitely look like a team that could be fifth, sixth, seventh, but they didn't look like a like a top five, top four team, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean you're right about that. I mean they, they really didn't. But yeah, so so yeah, there it is. Congratulations to Chivas. You move on. Good luck against Leon. <laughs> um, Leon looks really good. <laughs> Leon's on a whole. I'm new not trying Leon, to like bro. take anything from Chivas. I mean they. Right now they got a huge chip Leo, on their shoulder. Leo's right now. like Super Saiyan, bro. They got a chip on their shoulder right now. So I mean, I'm sure they they feel like they could take a game, they could go against the world right now. But Leon, they've been looking really good this year. I I definitely want to. I definitely would love to see a Pumas Leon championship game. Well, not game, but games. Yeah. Because of the fact that these were the two the two best teams. I mean, ironically enough, they are first and second. But I mean. Pumas was, I think, for a while undefeated. Um, Leon, solid team all throughout the year. From the beginning of the season to the end, they always just look very good, obviously, because they're first. Yeah. But they were consistent throughout the year. These two were the most consistent teams to me. And what well, we might see, we might not. Obviously, Cruz Azul can be spoiler. Same thing with Chivas. That, that's the beauty about this tournament. Like anything can happen, especially within two games. With, with a two leg game, two leg games, obviously, something can instantly just change. What the scheme of what this tournament is going to look like, but it's definitely not too not these uh, Leon and Pumas is necessarily like an easy task though. But anyways, so let me tell you guys about Unhinged Sports Network. It is a growing brand with a wide variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Un- oh, oh, and also world because we do have a podcast from Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website, unhingedsn.com. Go there to listen to us on Thursdays at 11 and stay to listen to the rest of the great programs available. Go ahead and check them out once again on their website at unhingedsn.com and also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Edward, who's your player of the week? Well, let me tell you some. My player of the week, I know it's, it's going to be hard to believe, but I am actually repping the team. Uh, my player of the week plays for Man U, Manchester United. Edison, Edison Cavani. The newest number seven. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Number seven, I feel like it's a little bit too heavy for him. It, it, Once again, I, we've talked about the number seven. It hasn't been the same since Bernardo left. Nope. 
It has not. Um, At this but, point, it's just a number. Now, yeah. No, no offense to Man U fans. Obviously, we know the the history of the numbers. If you're yeah. a Manchester United fan, you know that. And that's the problem. If you're a soccer <sighs> fan as well and know some of Manchester United's history, you know how iconic the number seven is. I mean, we go we go from David Beckham to Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's that's what we grew up with. But I'm pretty sure back then, you know, it was George Best. Yeah. Cantona. Yeah, Eric Cantona. I mean, dude, like you had these 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 strikers. But Edison Cavani, he actually pulled it off in an upset. It was, I guess you could call it an comeback. upset in a comeback. There you go. Because Southampton was actually leading 2-0. Before we talk about what he was able to do, I just want to say how funny it was to watch him tie his shoes as he was getting subbed in. Oh, yeah. It, like, so he needed to go into the field. So he literally hops on the field, but he's like still tying his shoe. And you see the ball moving like they're playing. And there you see still at, still in the halfway line is Cavani tying his shoes. And it, I find it impressive that he chooses to, to stay standing to tie his shoe where he could have just took a knee and, and tied his shoe like a normal person would. But I mean, Cavani has like ridiculously range with his hands. Like the guy could probably be playing dude, basketball. That, yeah, that dude is tall. That dude is huge. He's freaking... He could be a goalie of anything. Yeah, but I think Luis Suarez takes takes the backup goalkeeper role. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean he actually managed to pull a comeback. They were losing two zero, and I'm like, dude, really, you're losing to Southampton? I was just like, this is just you lost to the you were about to lose just, to the farm team. God. Like the EPL's farm team. Yeah, dude. Like I was so I was upset. I was like, really, this is. I was already like, yep, if they lose this one. But what's oh, Gunner, oh, Gunner was basically going to say bye to that seat. He was literally And, and Cavani was like, I got you, coach. I got you, fam. Let's do this, bro. Not only did he score two goals, but he also collected an assist. Yeah, yeah, and he so, did. I mean, the guy, the man so basically carried the team. He did. He carried it on his back. And like you said, he was subbed in. It wasn't even so, like a... So for the question here, when when should we see Cavani start? Like, should we start thinking about the possibility of Cavani starting? Mm-hmm. Or, or do we give him the super sub role? Which I feel like Cavani is not necessarily going to be cool with. I mean, I honestly, I want to say let's keep him as a super sub, see what he, he can do next game. It might piss him off, but it's just it's just a precaution, I guess. Because, I, I mean, he, he played it great. But there's a reason why he's not starting. It could be in the training. It could be in something. I I don't know. It could also be his age. Yeah, it could be. Because, I mean, if you start him, do you think he's able to last? Like, do you, okay, Let me put it this way. Do you think he's a Diego Forlan? No. Exactly. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying because, I mean, because, I mean, he, how many goals? Has, he's already scored a plenty, plenty number of goals now. But I mean, like, when are we going to see him come? Not no longer coming off the bench, but now being a starter, like, like a, being a, a starter, a, a solid, a solidified starter. Not not necessarily a guy that starts every once in a while, but I mean, a guy that actually like basically starts like maybe three matches in a row, is, or yeah. five matches in a row, is what you're saying. Or is there still something that he needs to show? I, I think I mean, there's obviously still, we're, it's because he, he he did his thing in 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 Italy. He did his thing in France, but those those aren't that's not the EPO. Yeah. And, that, and that's the problem right there. I mean, he, you're coming. He, okay, so let me put it this way. I think he has a dominating presence like Slatan. Just, I feel like Slatan, of course, has that. He has that oomph to back it up. 
Edison is kind of like a, you know, it's, it's, you know, he, he doesn't really seem like that intimidating guy. Yeah. Like he's tall and he has the freaking body and shit and his face looks like he's about to just mean mug you to hell, but it's just, he doesn't talk so much shit outside of the field, just like Slatan does. So it's, and then the thing is Slatan backs it up. No matter what he says, he'll back it up. Edison is more of like the quiet, you know, like, oh, like, I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I can do on the pitch. And but he also likes to build up his frustration, <laughs> like, once things aren't going his way, like, how he never got to take a penalty for a PSG. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. And then he rubbed it in, he rubbed it in Neymar's face. He was like, when Neymar missed, he was like, 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 so, I mean, no, I get what you mean. I, I definitely say probably like hold your horses as far as like Cavani being a starter, but maybe that's going to be his Christmas present. He'd be like, oh, Gunner's going to boxing. Oh, oh, Gunner, oh, Gunner would be like, there you go. And then he'd be like, Merry Christmas. You start the next match. I, I honestly is, don't have Is old, is old I, Gunner, uh, he's not Russian. Russian. He's not Russian. No, it's just, I can't, I can't do the, I can't do the, the, the Dutch accent or oh, unless I can be like, Oh yeah, here you go. Merry Christmas. This yeah, is for you. At all. Please all right. don't take offense. My Dutch people, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so here is my player of the week. And I mean, I'm just going <laughs> to keep throwing some, some uh, more fuel to the fire here we go. to piss off more America fans. Yeah. But, so all you America <laughs> fans, please stay subscribed to us. Please keep listening to us. Christian Calderon. It will get better. I promise. <laughs> Christian my people. Calderon. Who scores three goals in the two leg series against America? We, we both love you guys. We both love you guys. I'm putting it out there. We both love you guys. <laughs> Just be happy we're talking about League of Legends. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, no, Christian Calderon, obviously, he carried Chivas onto the next round. I mean, not carried them. I mean, obviously, they did well defensively um, and all that. But uh, I mean, Christian Calderon obviously scored three goals, three really good goals, in my opinion. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're moving on to the next round and they beat a rival. So, you know, I, I feel like he hit the trifecta today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he hit the trifecta with you, apparently. Hey. I feel like anyone can say the same thing though. I mean, he had a pretty good week. I mean he did, yeah. So I mean Yeah. I I I'm, I'm, give, give, I'm, I'm just trying to stand up for our American fans. Love you guys. You know yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so those are our players of the week, Edison Cavani and Christian Calderon. I'm actually surprised that Erling Haaland did not make it this time, but yeah, I mean, it's because I, I got to give props. Things up I, no, it's not that. It's just I got to give props where props are due. I mean, not a lot of players can actually pull a uh, two goal upset and actually come back at the last minute. Very true. Very so true. I, no, mean, I, I give it to you. Yeah. So. Yeah, all right. Now, for the game previews, um, there's one I picked. Chelsea versus Leeds United. Yeah, I know. That is basically a championship team versus a newly promoted team. So, I mean, I just I just have to say, Leeds has been showing up. I mean, Leeds had a big win against uh, Everton. Yeah, bro. Last week, obviously. Uh, man, dude, like, I mean, Leeds United, okay, they're, they're not going to compete for the EPL. I mean, you and me both never said that. That was, we never said that. We but, never even we never even put they, him in, in dark horse territory either. They have been so fun to watch. I mean, they have been. It, it's one thing to get move, promoted, but it's another thing the fact that they made moves to at least stay. 
yeah. in the EPL. They I, don't wanna, I'm, they don't I'm very, go. I'm, I'm fairly confident that these guys will be staying in the in the EPL this season, um, at least for that. So I mean, obviously they're not full on, full on, probably getting relegated, but <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm riding with that. Yeah, I know, I know you are. Like I said, in the, in the first the first time when we, yeah, I think it was like the first episode or the second episode. Yeah, you were like, oh yeah, Fulham is not gonna make it. It's, 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 a, it's a safe bet. It's a safe bet to pick Fulham. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, so no, that this is a I think it will be an interesting game. And what's crazy to me is the fact that the last time these guys played goes all the way back to December 19th of 2012. Was that a uh, FA Community Shield game or like even a... Um, it might have been a, an FA Cup game. A FA Cup? Oh. Might have been. I honestly can't tell you because yeah, I, I, I didn't think about looking that up. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, that was these the guys time. have been in the lower divisions for, for, for quite a while. Years, yeah, so. they've been. And so for them to actually come up. So I think it's going to be a fun match to watch. And I mean, hey, we got a Christian Pulisic he might actually show up. And I mean, he looked really good when it when it came out. Yeah, you know, bearded Pulisic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Chelsea has not recorded a loss in their last five games, so they've been in real good form um, as of lately. Which, funny enough, they obviously had a draw against Tottenham, which oh, uh, <laughs> once again overly, uh, overly hyped the game. <laughs> I honestly no, it was actually a decent game. You know, it was a fun it was game. A, it was a fun game to watch. Obvious, but I mean, like, Dude, there was so. There were so many, but most, but most people don't want to hear a nil nil draw. No, but I mean, what it, what it is, it's like it was a, I think it was like a, a handsy match. Like it was a, a a pretty physical match. No, 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 no. I, I mean, it, I'm not taking Harry Kane was pissed. Harry was a good game. It went down the wire. It was a fun game to watch. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's just the fact that it was a draw. Yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, Son was sleeping, but and and it wasn't uh, Kepa versus Yotis. It was actually Mendy versus Mendy Yotis. So two French. There you go. There's the other French player. There's the other French goalkeeper. There you go. Sacre bleu. You found him. He's been in Chelsea this whole time, right? Uh, Well, recently got it. Yeah, which was a very interesting uh, purchase in my. uh, uh, Okay, I'm gonna try to avoid saying purchase because I know. Spencer's like that's a little, <laughs> a little wrong to say that we just that someone purchased somebody, um, which I, I I'm, I'm I get it, <laughs> but uh, retracted, retracted. It was an interesting transfer choice just because of the fact that you had Kepa, but you know what? Maybe Lampard is tired of Kepa shit. <laughs> hey, it probably is true, man. And now you're seeing uh, Mandy obviously uh, gain some opportunities, but yes, sir. But yeah, so I mean. The other thing, man, Leeds United has not been looking that good defensive wise because they've given up 17 goals this year. How many games have been going on so far? We're not even at the halfway point. We're Uh, we're almost at the halfway point. We're close. We're almost there. Shit. God dang. 17 goals. It is funny because they keep winning, though, at least by one goal or something. Yeah. They did obviously have that first game where they lost 4 3 to to, uh, to Liverpool and then won a 4 3 game. I so you. I mean, yeah. it's 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 interesting to say, nonetheless. But they're an interesting team to watch. So just keep them on your radar. It's a fun team. I, I it's it's a fun team to watch. It's a fun team to watch because they're kind of like the underdogs. You don't expect them to go. You don't know what's going to happen. They yeah, can, they can get blown out. They can blow they can somebody win. Up. They can they can lose. win by the skin of the They teeth. can draw. They can. Yeah, it's like, like it's they a, do it all. It's <laughs> fun. It's 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 exciting to watch. They, they do they do it all. They do it all. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, they do it all. 
So, so there's that. But All right. Now, who you got on that one? Chelsea versus Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chelsea. I was, I just looked at your face and Chelsea. you were like, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea. I, I, I would, I would want to try to like spin zone in some way that Leeds can win this, but Chelsea looks so good this year. They I don't know if good. I want to they're going to win the championship. I really don't, but Liverpool isn't really necessarily looking that great. I mean, uh, Man City is kind of turning things I feel, around. I feel, I feel like Liverpool got fucked in that last game. Liverpool also got fucked because now they're without Verge of Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, at least, I mean, they're still a solid team. It's just that they're without their, yeah, they got, but I feel set, like. They're set defensive. Guy. I feel like they got fucked twice last game because what Mosalah got a goal and no. Oh, and, um, VAR was such a pain and, in the ass. Oh, yeah, and then Sane. And then I think they got. I think it was Sane. Then, then the VAR did something in fa- against uh, Liverpool. I think they got a penalty. They got a penalty. They got a penalty hit on so, them. So they, they, I think they finished it up with that. But Chelsea, was that. Chelsea looks really good. Um, it's gonna be interesting if they can keep this up. Obviously, the big issue is obviously they're a young team. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would say that maybe will hinder them in some way. Um, but I mean, Chelsea looks really good. They, they look like they have their, their, their focus. Right, right. They got Pulisic back. So I mean, you know, we'll see what this team can really I do. I think Pulisic is a pretty strong team all together. Yeah. So, but right. yeah, I got Chelsea. All right. I got leads. I'm just going for the underdog here. I'm just going for the underdog. That's it. That's you're, what you're, I, you're just hoping for a fun game. Yeah, I am actually. Like, I just want to see. I want to see a surprise. Like, surprise! Like one goal, last minute or some bullshit. I mean, I mean, I'll be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It would be. A it would be great to see it, just because it's Leeds United. But. Yeah, and they're, and they're playing good. Uh, all right. My second game is Real Madrid versus Sevilla. Oh, yeah. That actually sounds like a damn good game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if Real Madrid can remember how to play soccer. <laughs> oh, let's just put it like you so kindly said about Griezmann. You know what? Let's have them not remember how to play soccer. Let's put it that way. Let's remember not how to play soccer. All right. You know, I didn't say not. I just said like let, let Griezmann not be back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, let, let Real Madrid not be back. When you know, let Sevilla. Let Sevilla. Let Sevilla go ahead and have their way with them. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, Real Madrid has actually won three of the last five meetings between the, each other. So it's uh, it'll, it's kind of looking more the Real Madrid way. You would say that, but also Sevilla has won all five of their last five games. Yeah, yeah. So they have yet so to have lost a game. It's kind of it's kind of like a, and it's not like oh they got a draw in between. No, they they have won their last five games. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's getting to that point where either Sevilla's either it, it, I mean it can go three ways. Of course, they can win. It can be a tie in their first tie or. The or I'm sorry, not the first tie, but like you know the tie after the five games, or they can actually you know lose. And- mean, the thing is with me right now is all right. So Real Madrid kind of turned things around in Champions League. Obviously, they they started out pretty poorly with a bad draw against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and then did they lose to um, Locomotive? No, they didn't lose to Locomotive. Who did they lose to? They lost to a team. No, they 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 drew it. Martin Gladbach. They lost to Devotosk or or I thought Shakhtar. it was Shakhtar. Shakhtar. Yeah, Shakhtar. Shakhtar. So they lost to them, and then mm, Shakhtar. They, they beat they beat Inter Milan now twice. Right. So they need to win the game. <laughs> they need they. I mean. 
hopefully now they're in a pretty comfortable position as far as Champions League goes because now they need to put their efforts in La Liga because they need to start winning some games. I mean, you had a very poor performance against Valencia. Then you have a, now you had a very poor performance against Alaves, which once again, you're giving up penalties, crucial, crucial penalties that are costing some really good position where they can either come in comfortably and try to come back or at least get a draw. Or now you're giving them goals. And that is, it, it's, I mean, penalties, obviously, if you have a world, and that's not even, even with a world class paper, a penalty isn't a guarantee. Yeah. So, I mean, they just need to get their shit together. And honestly, the, the big thing for me is obviously the fact that Ramager didn't make any signings this transfer period. And I mean, I get it. I get why they didn't. Obviously, they're trying to save up for next year when they're going to go all out and get some Mbappé, Mbappé, Camavinga. I mean, the list, their, their dream list of what they're trying to go for, for, for 2021, I get it. But, and this is my, even though Real Madrid doesn't have a bad roster, they don't have a bad group of players. But my mentality has always been, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And they, they stay the same. And while Atletico Madrid got better, while Sevilla got better, um, Barcelona, I mean, they got back Coutinho, so maybe they got better. Uh, you know, other teams have got have got a new gotten their. And, some, that, and that's actually one thing I was about to ask you. It's like, do you think that the reason being that Real Madrid is doing not so great, it's because other teams are actually catching up? I think so too. And then, I mean, you can even say the same thing for Barcelona. Yeah, is the fact that other teams have stepped their game up as far as transfers have gone. But I mean, just look at what the players they have. I mean. Benzema, unfortunately, is 32 years old. Uh, I mean, yes, for a striker, you can maybe kind of spin zone in a way where he still can play. But, I mean, if you're trying to have this fast-paced attack, I just don't think Benzema's that guy. Obviously, an Mbappe would definitely change that. Yeah, it would change it. Um, the midfield has been very inconsistent. I mean, Tony Cruz hasn't even looked like that good to me uh, like he has before. Um, Modric. He's old, thirty-five years old, man. You know, like I, I love Luka Modric, and I, and I I've, I've been saying it for a long time now. It's time for him to move on. I just don't think he has a place anymore in this club, especially especially when you have a guy like Isco who they don't use. Um, I'm still wondering why. I mean, you have Valverde. Odegaard looks promising. You obviously have Casemiro. Casemiro has his spot in the team, which is obviously that that holding defensive midfield position. Yep, but. You obviously have Valverde, you have Odegaard, you have Isco, you have some options in the center midfield position, but obviously they're going to be going for Camavinga next year and he's a center midfield, so that adds more. So you're going to have to let offload some players. Carvajal is becoming a frustration for me, and that's terrible to say because he's one of my favorite players to watch. Well, let me ask you this before, you know, we move on to the next game preview. Um, what do you think? Do you think they're actually going to unload Isco to get Kamavinga? They're going to unload a lot of players. I mean, it, it, I mean, I feel like they'll keep Tony Cruz just because of his experience. Uh, you want to have some experience in the midfield. Uh, but you have something in the midfield with Valverde. You have Odegaard. You have Casemiro. I think Kamavinga will definitely be someone that you're going to see. And unfortunately, Isco is going to be the odd man out. You're going to see Gareth Bale gone, um, which I don't think anybody's going to lose sleep on. Um, 
I think Benzema ha- I think it's time to move on from Benzema. I think it's time to move on from Carvajal. I think it's time to move on from Marcelo, unfortunately. But I mean, Mendy, I feel has, has done a really good job to main, to at least have his spot in the left back position. Yeah. Um, a lot needs to change with, with, with Real Madrid. Yes, you have Vinicius Jr., you have Rodrigo. Get rid of Hazard. I'm, I'm done with Hazard. Like, <laughs> I, I, Hazard is going to be one of the lot. biggest letdowns to me. The fact that, that I was, a lot of money. I was so excited to see him. I knew that I, he, even I was excited because I really, I knew he could bring something to Real Madrid, but he's 29 years old. He still has, he's, he's been having injury problems his whole career. That's even going back to Chelsea. But yet in Chelsea, he would come out of it and come out flying colors. And, and it's like, like gets injured, comes back, gets injured that game, comes back, gets injured that same game. It's like, it's frustrating to me because it's like, we wasted so much money to bring this guy in to be our Ronaldo replacement. Obviously, that's literally what he is. He's, yeah, the, he's yeah, the Ronaldo he's replacement. And, and I never understood why we got Hazard because, I mean, you saw Vinicius, you saw what Rodrigo can do. They'll, I mean, yes, we had Hazard. You got also Marco. We got Asensio. Hazard around the same, well, around the same time we got Rodrigo. But when I saw him play in NRG Stadium when they came here to play against Bayern Munich, Rodrigo scored a, fr- a free kick. I mean, Real Madrid lost that game already because it was already a bl- it was a blowout. But that free kick alone told me this kid can play. This kid can do something. This kid's gonna be solid. Why are we? Why do we bring in Hazard? Because I mean, Hazard. I mean, yes, at that time I believe he was like twenty seven. But his injuries is something that has bothered me for such a long time. As much as I love the idea of having Hazard, I just knew Hazard wasn't that, that, uh, it wasn't the it factor. For it wasn't you. that, it wasn't like the greatest signing of all time. Mbappe, that's a great signing of all time. Kamavinga, that's a great signing. Ramach is going to have to move on from a lot of the guys that have built so much for this team. And I'm talking about La Decima, La Uni Decima, the 12th, the 13th. The, the the three P. These guys have done so much for Real Madrid, but unfortunately, it's time to move on. Yeah. The game is getting younger. And I mean, you might even have to say the same thing with Sergio Ramos. There's gonna be a time where we're gonna have to move on from Sergio Ramos. I actually I actually think okay, so bear with me here on this one. I actually think that now I if I'm not mistaken, Sergio Sergio Ramos is actually a free transfer next year. Yes. And Ronaldo wants out of Juventus. Messi's gonna be a free transfer next year. I feel that the only team that can make the quote unquote dream team is PSG. And they're the ones that actually have the money to bring those three players in their fold. And if they get rid of Mbappe, who may replace him? I mean, Ronaldo. I mean, and and like I said, France isn't that, oh my God, kind of league where it's always so competitive. PSG is always winning. And I mean, you got, you would have Neymar. Ronaldo and Messi in the in the front, and then you would have in the back you would have, como se dice, Sergio Ramos. He would be leading the back. So right then and there, just with experience and just with the medals, trophies, all kinds of shit, that team would be stacked as a motherfucker. It would be stacked, but I don't know if they'll win the Champions League. I, I actually think they can, even with the old players like that. They still have that. That experience, they still have that 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 I mean that, that crazy ass. I mean, dude, honestly, Ronaldo yeah, no, still I, I, plays I see like. What you mean? I mean, yeah, you you bring you bring back the S and N. Um, you just MSN, you just at the R. Just I think R. that's even deadlier, bro. Um, I mean, you got an aerial attack. The, the question, and the, the question, strike? then, I feel like Paris 
Paris would be appealing to Cristiano Ronaldo because, I mean, it's another league that he can take over. Um, I think what his time with Juventus is finally done. I, I don't know if Juventus is going to win a Champions League, unfortunately. I, I mean, the thing is, I think he would be the only player that they would have to pay for. And it would be a, a lot of money, but PSG has the pockets. No, I, I, I think realistically it could happen for sure, especially if they end up selling Mbappe for a massive uh, for amount. A massive amount? Yeah. And then they and can, so that just adds more to their to their transfer budget. And the thing is they won't be they won't even have to use a lot of that money. They'll basically be like, Okay, here's a transfer fee, here's also your your so, contract. So you're and not, then they'll you're have not, still you're have not too far fetched with it. Um, I, I there is the rumors that Sergio Ramos could be going to Inter Miami. I highly doubt it, but I really doubt it. At, at this point, everybody's linked to Inter Miami. Are you are you a thirty three plus year old soccer player from Europe? Coming to Inter Miami, you're, you're going to Inter Miami. It's not, it's not, it's not, it sounds like uh, Inter Miami is like the um, the retirement home of of it's the soccer ironically players. Enough, it's in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, the freaking retirement capital. Yeah, I know, right? It's like sunny, uh, sunshine state. You but, get your but, home. But uh, I mean, kind of going back to Real Madrid to be, I mean. The big issue is that shit. We took a wide ass left turn on that one. Yeah, nah, nah, I mean, I get it, but it's just because Real Madrid is just a, just there's, there's just a lot of controversy. So about, the fact that you can say so much about your frustration with Barcelona, I can also do the same thing. Right, right. This has just not been a good year for Barcelona yeah, and Real Madrid. I mean, they're winning games. They're winning, they're winning games. games. We're not, it's like, we're not taking that away, but they're not playing up to the par that we expect them to play. They're not. They're not La Galacticos. They're not the Xavi, Iniesta, Messi trio. They're not the MSN trio. They're not Puyol defense. They're, it's like, and, it's, and they're missing Bar- so much. The same thing with Barcelona. I don't think they necessarily made much, but Pjanic, I honestly thought that was, he is a good player. I'm not taking that away. But it's is just, it better I than Arthur? He may be better in the experience, experience category, but with the speed, with the touch, with, I feel like Arthur has a lot more to offer. He has a lot more so, versatility. So kind of going back to what I'm saying. If you're not getting better, you're getting, you're getting worse. worse. And unfortunately, Barcelona and Real Madrid got they're, worse. They're getting... They're, they're basically... You know what it is? It's, uh, remember, like I said, the World Cup back in 2014... No, 2018 when Spain came through and they actually just, you know, kind of laid an egg, laid a goose egg and shit. It's the same way. No. no, 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 keep going. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. I just don't, th- I, I think right now, Real Madrid and Barcelona are just kind of like at a stagnant moment. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of looking towards where you're like, man, Atletico Madrid is probably going to win this or Real Sociedad. Real I don't Sociedad. think, I don't think Real Sociedad is going to keep this up personally. Yeah. Um, especially if I have a hunch, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I have a hunch that, uh, some players are definitely going to be leaving. <laughs> Then it's possible. I mean, they it, you don't really hear a lot of their names out there. Maybe because they're not linked to a big the, team. The next question would be obviously we're in, we're we're about to hit the transfer period. We're about to hit the transfer period, and I mean, this is where the moves of teams that are maybe like we got something here, but we're just missing something. And, and they'll probably pick it out of. And there. I mean, it wouldn't right, surprise right. me if Real Madrid or Barcelona makes a move, especially because I mean, yes, yes, Real Madrid and Barcelona are probably like, oh no. Guys, wait for the moves we're gonna make in 2021. Like, just wait for those moves. Gosh. But let's face it, our fan bases—they don't want to fucking wait. They want, yeah. they want. No, we want a championship now. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not like Real Madrid fans are like, we don't want to see someone celebrating in our city. That's not Real Madrid. Same thing with Barcelona. Like, we don't want anybody that's not 
Not no one else in Spain except for Barcelona could be celebrating championships. Yeah. So, so they don't want to see Athletic. They don't want to see the unwanted stepchild. To, to oh win. God! Here we go. The the the, the stepchild of the, of the of the trio, right? To to be flourishing. So let, let's just call it what for what it is. The fan base is going. Sorry, Spence. It. We don't want your stepchild. Yeah. So, but um. But who do you got? Who do you got on this one? Real Madrid, Sevilla. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna. I have to go with Real Madrid. I have to go with Real Madrid. And me, of course. Need this win. They need this win. If they beat, honestly, if they beat Sevilla, it's gonna do so much to the confidence of Real Madrid. Because I mean, at this point, it's not even looking good for Zidane. Yeah. I mean, like Zidane cannot play even keel, you know, chill, you know, Zen master and all that shit. Because I mean, no, motherfucker, you gotta win some fucking games now. Because yeah. I love you, Zidane. You're a great manager. You brought us La Decima. Well, you were part of La Decima. You got us the, the three P. Like you did. It was the original Galactico. One of the you original. You did so much for Real Madrid, and I want this to keep going. I want you to be the manager for Real Madrid for years, because I I know how good he is as a manager. But you're making some terrible transfer decisions. <laughs> so. What if, what if it's not him exactly? He's going by Florentino the Florentino Perez. But Florentino Perez makes these big blockbuster signings every year. Okay, Jovic probably n- not necessarily that big blockbuster sign. Yeah. Jovic, Jovic, either you do so- either you do something or get the fuck off the pot. I'm sick and tired of Jovic. I was excited about Jovic because I was like, oh man, this kid could do something. He ain't doing shit. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I am so sick of Jovic. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I had to like let that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could swear to God, I saw some fumes coming out of your ears, but uh, on that... It's a waste of money. Him, Hazard, <laughs> waste his money at yeah. this point. Because one one is in the hospital bed, and the other one is just riding the pine pony, not doing anything. All right. I mean, You, I, you choose which one is which. I have to go with Sevilla on this one. I mean, I don't blame you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. All right. So, for the third matchup, and Heck, you're still human. Um, Juventus versus Torino. The Torino Derby. What's it called? The Turin, the Turin Classic? Turin, I don't know. El Clasico Turin. I mean. El Clasico Turin. So, I mean, it's just... It's just uh, I mean, I, I love Juventus. I, I love their playing. I love the players that they have. You know, um, Juventus has won four of the last five meetings. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Juventus has been the champion. And they're always, you know, up there. So, but right now, Juventus isn't playing like all that great either. So it's kind of like also they're kind of, they're not stagnant. It's just like, like I said, I think everybody's just catching up. Like, I mean, like, I mean, the big teams aside, already have I mean, that head start for a while. And then all of a sudden, years so, later. So what Juventus has added this season, obviously they have Arthur. Yeah. Which I think they got better from that. I even though I don't think McKinney. He hasn't been playing that much. McKinney is another one. Um, I, I'm still waiting for uh, Delight. 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 Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Delight. Back? Yeah. I mean, they, they they bought him and they paid a decent amount of money for him. Well, we'll see what happens, man. But I mean... But then you got uh, Dybala, who had tested positive. He's been, he's been, he's been on it. I mean, we, we definitely... They definitely don't look like the Juventus of what we, we know as far as recently. Yeah. Which, I mean, for some people that maybe are tired of seeing the same team winning the same championship over and over again, maybe that's the reason why they don't watch the Bundesliga or they don't watch the Serie A or the French League. Um, it's because they don't... They it's don't. the same team over. 
been over. Thing over, but, and over again. like I said, they're catching up. The other teams are catching up. I mean, there's they still have the talent. I mean, obviously, but um, the big question is going to be they're going to be without Morata, um, which you could take that for what it is. I mean, obviously, you just put Cristiano Ronaldo up top or or some. Or, you put you put Cuadrado on the side, which I think that's actually what they did last time. Um, so I mean, with with. Obviously, with, with what Juventus has, which they have a plethora of talent in their... Douglas Costa, Cuadrado on the wings. And so, I mean, it's not necessarily like, oh, man, we're screwed. We're out. We're, 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 we're out Morata. Yeah. Which is funny to me because, like, Morata, I feel like he has always played better in Juventus. Oh, yeah, dude. Because, I mean, now. Chelsea, eh. Real Madrid obviously has moments. Atletico Madrid, I think he looked pretty decent, but... Juventus is where he really... He liked. did. He did. He did shine in Juventus. And... um. I mean, he he wasn't. I still remember when he was playing in Real Madrid. I was like, man, I was like, fuck this kid. And then all of a sudden he moved, and I was like, oh shit, this is actually pretty damn good. And then later on he moved again. I was like, holy shit, like he's actually doing something. And I was like, he's a, actually a good player. And I found out that I mean, I guess maybe I like him now more because he also has twin boys. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's like, hey, right. I have yeah, two so boys I mean, too. What's up, bro? Hey. So, I mean, as far as like Torino, uh, they've given up 20 goals already this season. Ooh, that's even more than needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, wow. If there's, if there's a, I, I don't think this is like a get right game or anything like that for Juventus, but if, if there's a game that they want to like, they basically want to. They want to put their solidify. Like, hey guys, their presence. They want to solidify that, their their. We're the champions here. Yeah, AC Milan is cool and all, but yeah, like we're still we're still here. It, it the championship. The La Liga, this is my house. The this Syria, my the Syria house. title runs through us. Yeah, it's like so, this is my house. Uh, to quote the great Rick Flair, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man, and you know that's something that we still need to see AC Milan do. And so I think this is gonna be like. I thought, you, like, I thought you were going to say I'm the dirtiest player in the game, but all right. Okay, I mean, but anyway, <laughs> so Juventus is probably going to try to like use this game to go ahead and remind everybody, like, hey, we're still the best team in the league. Yeah, I think that's actually this exactly what they're going to do. And the thing is, they can't just win it by one goal in order to solidify that position. And it also helps that you're going up against team that has already given up 20 goals this season. So. So I mean, it, we'll we'll see we'll see when it comes when it comes to we'll see and maybe it might be one of the game recaps. You know you don't know you don't know you never know how we how what our thought process is behind but, these recaps. Yeah, our thought process is all kinds of ways. But uh, I have Juventus winning it. I mean, it's fair to say. I mean, I got Juventus too. Uh, no offense to Torino, just. Team is just ain't it. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know nah, what else to say. I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> like, I can't. I, I can't even tell you on that one. I, I, I just, just... <laughs> would it be nice if to see got... Torino with an upset? That of would be. Course. That would be. That would be. But bellissima. But you know. But let's get back to reality. You know what's funny? Um, when I, you know, obviously this is a while back, but with the U.S. men's national team when they were playing against, uh, uh, was it Panama or was it uh the the was it Wales? I don't remember. Anyways. Uh, Weston McKinney, what I, I feel like he had, I don't know what happened, but he did the the Italian. Oh, <laughs> he put the the, the Italian the, the the I like the meatball kind of the the hand thing the the, the the hand thing. He did that, and it was funny. Was Stuart Holden was like, "Man, this guy lives in in Italy for two months. Nari is becoming Italian." 
<laughs> He's probably yeah, saying, I like the pizza, you know. I think he had a dispute with the referee. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it was just funny to, to see. Yeah, like, hey, I'm trying to eat here. Hey, man, he's the first American player to play for Juventus. You're right. So It's crazy to think. I believe Alexi Lawless played for uh, Roma. Really? I think he was. I, I forgot who he played for. I know he played for some team in Italy. And then uh, uh, you remember the American that played for AC Milan? Oh, fuck. No, I know. Ochi Onyewu. Onye, oh, Onyewu, that's right. <laughs> hey, that dude was a beast. That he dude was, was a monster. He was such an underrated player. I honestly thought he wasn't. Like, I, that dude literally could have dropped anybody. Though, and he actually had the speed. It's just, I, I, he just fell off the map so quick. I mean, maybe yeah. he's just because he got old and then he just yeah. kind of slowed the fuck down. I mean, I, when he went to AC Milan, he just kind of, he just fell off the radar. Yeah, he just kind of fell off the map. Yeah. But yeah, so um, obviously we got Juventus for it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with three up, three down. So I was trying to come up with a topic for three up, three down today, and I just couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it it's not like it, it's not so much that it's a difficult thing to pick. It's just that I guess you can go a multitude of directions with uh, with it if you get what I mean. So sometimes when it's something so vague, it can be kind of difficult to like pick something. You know, I, I don't know if this makes any sense to you. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, I mean, I was just trying to think of a good one. Um, and uh, so I ended up asking, you know, I, I asked in the group, in our in our group chat with you, me, and Spencer. And when we do anything like this, especially near like the closing period of our, of our show, I usually want to try to do something maybe not soccer or sports related. But, uh, I mean, Spencer put it out there and I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I mean, the three up, three down could be anything. So, I mean, why not let it be uh, a three up, three down that has to do with soccer? And so, so this three up and three down, obviously coming from Spencer, is current soccer players. All right. All right. Current soccer players. And this time, Spencer actually participated. Oh, here we go, Spence. So, he, he gave us his three ups and three downs. So, we'll start out with Spencer. And then you and then me for for each segment. All right. All right. So you ready? All right, let's do this. All right. So this is going to be Spencer's bottom three. And we'll start out at number three at Antoine Griezmann. Oh, my God. I, I'm just looking. I'm just like kind of disappointed in you, Spence. But I can also understand why. And well, fun- one, Spencer, Spencer just started watching soccer. So. I know, but still, I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from. But hey, if if Grizzly keeps this up, maybe he might be out of your three up, three downs. He might be out of your down list. Probably. So, I mean, obviously, all the hype that Griezmann is, the World Cup champion. Uh, or maybe uh, Spence is the jealous, the jealous ex-girlfriend. It's like, he's mad because he left Atletico, so he's like, oh, he's now a bad player. <laughs> Probably. No more Fortnite dances in Atletico jersey. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I can understand Atletico uh, Griezmann. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't put Griezmann in the bottom three ever in my life, um, unless he just <laughs> became he just completely. Unless he unless he started playing for FC Dallas, but I highly doubt that ever happened. <laughs> but uh, but no, I can I can see what he meant by what Anton Griezmann. Maybe just because he hasn't been living up to what he normally does at Atletico Madrid. Yeah, but I think it's just because he's under different circumstances. Right. So number two is Andre Gomez from Liverpool. Yeah. Wait, from Liverpool? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's Oof. playing. Oof. Yeah. Oof. 
Andre. Sheesh. He went, he went, he went down a lot. It's like, there was so much expectation from him. Dude, there really was. And wasn't he in Barcelona for a while? And then he went to Milan? I don't know about that. Really? I have no idea about that. But are we talking about the same player? Andre Gomez? The, uh, the English player? Oh, crap. No. I, I'm thinking about somebody else, bro. Chill. I'm thinking I'm Andre Gomez from the Portugal team. No. No, not him. Yeah, that's what I was like. Andre <laughs> Gomez. I was like, no, really, bro? No, Andre Gomez, the, I'm, I'm guessing the, the English player from Liverpool. Oi. But, uh, no, like, I mean, there was so much expectations with him. And, I mean, yeah, there's that. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're going to try to pull up Andre Gomez just to, like, verify. So, cause I mean, all, everything that you said was pretty, like, accurate to Andre Gomez. But, I mean, I don't know if you want to double check your stuff before you. Yeah, actually, um, He's a central midfielder for Everton. And, um, yeah, the Portuguese one? Yeah. That's what, that's what I was like. That's the one I thought he was, he was talking about. And, but you're saying he's the English one? I believe there's an English one. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, no, dude. Am I really that off? Yeah, you're way off. That's why I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, Andre Gomez did come out as a disappointment because, like I said, I believe when Denis Suarez came out of uh, Barcelona. Thinking, then? Yeah, I don't know who you're thinking about, bro. I, I think you're, you know who you're thinking about? I think you're thinking about Joe Gomez, the defender. Joe Gomez or something. Yeah, you're way off. Okay. Big time, my, bro. My bad to the Liverpool fans. My bad. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, wait. I'm sorry. I was like, what? No, yeah, Andre Gomez. Because remember, he also, he, I think he started off in Benefica. No, he started he off started in, Porto. in Porto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. And then and eventually then played he, in, the, in the luxurious Boa Vista. No, yeah. <laughs> in his youth career. Uh, but, um. In senior career, he played for Benfica, then but, went to Valencia alone, then went to Valencia, then went to Barcelona. Yeah, and that's where he and was then like, went to Everton. He, he went to Everton on loan, you know, recently. And now he's, and now he's officially with Everton. So it kind of, it kind of goes to show, like, it, and that's the thing. That's one player that I honestly thought that he was doing good. Um, okay, so I was wrong, but funny enough, that's still kind of it, goes with Joe Gomez. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's not completely off anyways. Jesus. I just wish to Joe with Andre, but I feel like it's still painted toward the same way. Uh, oh, there you go. But anyways, yeah, Andre Gomez, now, yeah, he's been... I don't know how he's been doing with, with Everton. I haven't really been keeping up with him, but obviously Everton's looking pretty decent. Don't necessarily know if he's a part of that, but obviously you, I think of, you know, James Rodriguez and, and Calvert and, and you know, the, the other guys that I think of before I think of Andre Gomez. So yeah, maybe, maybe Spencer's not, uh, got there somewhere. And for number one, he has Benjamin Mendy from Manchester City. Yeah, actually, uh, I'll agree with him on that one. Mandy, there was you know, a point where he was being linked to. He was being, he was actually being linked to a lot of big, big clubs. Mm-hmm. But I just. Do you think it's just all the hype around him, and maybe he's just not living up to the hype, or do you think it's 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 fitting the? He person? could, he could, he could still come out of it. I mean, he's not that he's old. Young. He's yeah, young. he's only twenty six. Okay, he, he's youngish. <laughs> Youngish, but I mean, he, he can still, I think he can still, he has plenty of time to prove something. He does. To redeem himself in some way, but no, I mean, I can see it. I mean, Benjamin Mendy hasn't necessarily 
like wowed me in any way. Well, I mean, think about it. He came out of uh, the French league. It's not like he came out of, uh, oh, hey, French league, and then he went to the Spanish league, then the Italian league, and then all of a sudden come back into the EPL. It was more of like he just stayed in one single league, and then he just kind of finally went to the EPL at 26. You know, a lot of the uh, left backs and right backs, think about it from back in the day, or, you know, when Manchester United, Fabio, um, Rafael, they were actually really, really young, and they were actually one of those speedy little motherfuckers, you know. Um, look at um, look at Alfonso Davies. He was left winger. Now he's like left back, but he can also play left wing. Um, well, Aspilicueta, when he like, first started. I feel like... Um, I feel like if Davies, when he goes to Canada, he will be playing left mid. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's because like, I don't think they have somebody to take over that spot. I doubt it. Yeah, but I, I, the thing is, like, what I want to point it out is like Aspilicueta as well. When he first started in Chelsea, he was in the uh, left back position, and he wasn't always a center back. Mm-hmm. Now he's a center back. I guess maybe the age caught up or something, but he could still play. I'm pretty sure he could still play the left back position. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he can. Yeah, so uh, it's. I think that's what it is too. It's like maybe the change in the change in leagues. Maybe it's also like he's he's getting used to it. You feel like he's he's still in the transition. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, uh, I can't really. Who can I use as an example? No, I mean, I, I get what you mean. No, I, I totally get it. But yeah, so I mean, so that is Spencer's bottom three. So once again, I'll say it again: it's Antoine Griezmann. Andre Gomez and Benjamin Mendy. All right, Edward. All right. Who's your bottom three? My bottom three. Uh, letdown for me is I. You know, I wish I had more time. So because uh, I had to think about it now. <laughs> but honestly, um, right now, um, it, it's um. I guess does it have to be a current player right now? Current players. Okay. Let's see. Literally yeah. three up, three down, current soccer players. All right, all right. Um You want me you want me to go go first? Yeah, you go first, because right. I swear to God. No so worries. number three, and I mean I already kind of shared my frustration with him, but Eden Hazard. Um and it, obviously I know he's a great player, but that was a good one, I should But the injuries have been frustrating for me. Um, it's just like, man, I can't, we can't catch a break with him. And at this point, it's, you have Vinicius Jr., who honestly has looked pretty good. I mean, I think he just needs more playing time. Um, and I, th- and I think he's, he's done a really good job. And I think also the fact that they're just really stacked in the winger position, because obviously you also have Marco Asensio. Um, but, and then you have Rodrigo, which, I mean, I, you can maybe make an argument that maybe with, uh, Hazard out of the picture, you can rotate Asensio, Vinicius, and Rodrigo more often. And I mean, Rodrigo, I think he, like, he looks spectacular whenever I see him on the, whenever I get to watch him play. And so I think at this point, he's, he's kind of hindering a lot of the, a lot of the development for specifically Rodrigo Vinicius Jr. I think that he's kind of hindering them at this point. So, right. so I mean, it's, so it, it it frustrates me that he he can't stay healthy, but then it also doesn't. It frustrates me that obviously when he is healthy, he's taking priority, which doesn't help in the development of of Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo. Okay, okay, I see. Anything to add on that, or 
No, I mean, I think you hit it right on the money. I didn't have to say much about it. All right. <laughs> All right. So number two, and, and that is Keppa. <laughs> and, and the only reason, okay, I think Keppa's overly hyped. I think the only reason why Keppa has gotten so much attention now is because of the whole him talking back to the to his manager when he was supposed to get subbed out. Uh, I believe it was it was like a I believe it was the FA Cup in the yeah. FA Cup tournament, not necessarily the final, but in the FA Cup, and. He was supposed to, he was going to sub him out to bring in an experienced goalkeeper in penalties and he refused to do it. Which, I mean, I get it. You played the whole 90 minutes and then some to make, oh wait, wait, well, no, I think in FA Cup, they go straight to pens, right? They don't go to extra time. Yeah. I think they just go straight to penalties. Okay. So you just played a full 90 minutes and then some with injury time and you're supposed to come out of the bench, get on the bench and just watch somebody finish the game out that. Clearly, you kept your team in, so I can get the frustration with that. But I feel like if it wasn't for that moment, I don't think we would be talking about Kepa as much as we are right now. Right, and then the fact that he is the highest-paid goalkeeper—that is ridiculous. I still think Mark Ter Stegen should be that. Yeah, I mean, to me personally, the best goalkeeper in the world is Jan Oblak from Atletico Madrid. I mean, he's solid. He's, he's I solid. Mean, it's unfortunate that the country he plays for, but which actually, I believe. In in because he's Slovenian, I believe he's Slovenian. I think so. I'm not sure. I so was- there's two Slovenian goalkeepers I know for sure that are are up there as far as like top class goalkeepers, and they play in Slovenia, and it's kind of like right, kind of a you know what can you do? It's like with Peter Czech. He's one. He was at one point was one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Oh yeah, dude. But he played for for the for Czech Republic, and certainly. We're gonna do anything, <laughs> right? Exactly. But yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. But anyway, so number two is Keppa. I don't know if you want to add anything for Keppa. Nope. <laughs> okay. You got you got it. Trust me, I agree with you on that one. Nah, I'm like, man, he's just overhyped. I guess maybe because of his age, but also like you said, he just talked back. And it, I just don't think we would be talking about him if it wasn't for that moment, yeah, that FA Cup moment. Like, I don't think of anything else. Like I can't point you any like high moments of his life. Like I, I mean, and, and I mean the fact that you know you have Eduardo Eduardo Mendy, kind of like solidifying him as like, hey, you know, you might not be the number one goalkeeper anymore. Yeah, it true. is daunting to me. Um, and number one, uh, man, this one's gonna be. This one's gonna suck, but uh, not really. It's easy. Chicharito. <laughs> it's not gonna suck for me. I mean, Mexico. I mean, America fans already hate me as it is, but hopefully they feel better now that I picked a Chivas, a former Chivas player. <laughs> but obviously, I'm hurting them with L three. I just, I never, I never thought of of Chicharito. Like, if you tell, like, honestly, Chicharito is currently what the the leading goal scorer for Mexico of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would have told me that, I would not believe you. Yeah, I still don't believe it, and I mean, I still f- will say this to the end of the day. Um, obviously, thoughts and prayers to Raúl Jiménez. Hopefully, he gets a speedy recovery. Yeah, man, um, but I feel like he's definitely a reason why he he hindered Raúl Jiménez's development with L three. Um, I'm I'm, st- I'm gonna stand by that to the end of the day because I thought Raúl Jiménez was clearly the better forward than Chicharito, but because Chicharito was Chicharito, that was the reason why he was starting over Raúl Jiménez. 
And I don't know, maybe Mexico could have done some things with Raul Jimenez up top instead of Chicharito. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think I just, Chicharito was just a really good poacher. I'll give it to him. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson does not have a, a bad eye for talent. He knows when he sees talent. He knows, season. he knows. But, uh, I mean, it's not like he had like a spectacular career after he left Manchester United. Obviously, he became kind of a journeyman. You know, went to Bayern Leverkusen. Well, went to went on loan to Real Madrid, which I wasn't happy. But, I mean, he's a poacher. I knew what he could do, which was be a poacher. And he did a good job of it. I mean, he scored some goals for Real Madrid. Um, but that's all you could really say at that point. Um, then you had him go to Byron Leverkusen, I believe, and then went to West Ham. Yeah. Went to West Ham. Yeah, he went to, no, no, no. Uh, he, no went he went to, to West Ham, then Byron Leverkusen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Then went to Sevilla yeah. and now plays for the LA Galaxy looking like the biggest flop ever. Uh, I just think LA Galaxy isn't like, it doesn't, he doesn't fit to what the LA Galaxy does. Right. I think uh, they just, they just wanted him for the, for the name. Kind of like how they got Clearly. Gio. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Madrid, Gio is Gio's The Gio. reason why Real Madrid brought, brought, uh, got Chicharito was so they can sell some Chicharito jerseys. <laughs> and let's they did. call it for what it is, man. All right. All right. All right. So I have so, thought of some. So of reiterate my bottom three. Eden Hazard, as much as that hurts me. Um, Kepa and Chicharito. All right. All right. I see it. I see it. All right. So. My number three, my bottom number three, my down. Um, as much as it hurts me, because he is one of my favorite players, and I think his career is going in an A-OK way, but I still think he could have been better. Mario Gotze. Ooh. Yeah, and you know, you know me. I I love the kid, bro. Like he is so good it's to so me in my eyes. This man scored the game-winning goal in the World Cup against World Argentina. Cup. He literally he did that stretch, and he became he was a hero. And I mean, when he first started in, in Bayern, uh, I'm sorry, in Bayern in Borussia Dortmund, dude, the dude, the dude was so good with both his feet, and he didn't have like that crazy speed, but he had the ball control, he had the vision, he had the dribbling. I mean, he had it all. I mean, there was a point where he was being linked to Real Madrid. Yeah, and then even and then even he he moved to Bayern Munich at a very young age. He was like twenty three, and he was already like right there starting. And it just, I, I guess you could say his the the whole thing the the hypothyroid, uh, like that whatever he had, it, it was just like that fucked him up a yeah, lot. I mean, the injuries, injuries, it made him, injuries definitely was a big part. And, then, and so right now he's at PSV. Mm-hmm. So he was playing for like big teams and he was a starter for Germany after the World Cup happened. It's like a World Cup hero too. Yeah. And then after that World Cup, you haven't seen him being called up. He was either injured around those times or he just, it was just somebody was overshadowing him all the time. So he never got back to the form that he was when he was in, in Borussia. No, yeah. I, I, that, yeah. To me, that's such a, it was such a big letdown because I think. Mario Gotze was so so fun to watch. Dude, he was amazing. So, and it's like under the two. And plus, I love the name Gotze. Gotze. I mean, dude, like, and the thing is, under, he was really good, for, or he is good friends with Marco Rose. And then even when they would link up with Lewandowski, like, they were just, they were all up in it, bro. Like, I, I honestly love to watch all three of them play together. 
I still so, can't believe that though. You had Borussia Dortmund, and I mean, I believe that was well. So the 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 year that the Champions League final was Bayern Munich versus Dortmund, and it was obviously it was basically it was Lewandowski's last game for Dortmund, and Gosa didn't even start that game. I believe he was injured. Yeah, he at was that injured. time. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just crazy to think that one period you had Marco Royce, uh, Robert Lewand- Lewandowski, and Gosa, and it was just like. Wow, that's yeah, a, it that's was a three-headed monster. Killer. Right it was a killer, and killer. then to have two of those three go to the the rival, and then and then not only that, but you had Alboma Yang in the right wing. Yep. yep. So it was it was a, it was a killer ass fucking attacking, and the distribution from Gotze was nice. It was perfect, but he was a letdown for me, especially because I admired him so much. I was like, man, this kid is gonna go places. It just you know it was bad, but my it number. Yeah, and then my number two, you may agree with me on this one, and maybe this is a player. You, no, you weren't thinking about him, but this is another player, uh, Portuguese player, Andre Silva. He was he was a letdown to me. Um, um, I mean, think about it. He's he's twenty five, but he's playing for Everton, and mind you, he came out of Barcelona to Milan. That's who I was thinking. Oh, of. I thought you were. I thought you were going to say the Frankfurt one. No, 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 no. Andre Silva? No, Andre Silva? No, no. Yeah, he is He is with Frankfurt. He played with um, Everton for a little bit as well. And then he came, he went back to uh, to Frankfurt. It's like, to me, I feel like he's a letdown because he was playing. He went to, he went, to, okay, so he wasn't, he, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he came from Porto to Milan. And then from Milan, he went to Sevilla. So then Andre Gomez was in Barcelona. I'm thinking, Andre Silva was in um, Milan, and I honestly thought that he would have had a, a really good career in Milan. It's just I guess I maybe he didn't he didn't play up to his potential because well, he, he went out to loan on Sevilla. He went, out, he went on loan with Frankfurt and, and Sevilla, playing. and he went to loan on loan with Sevilla. No, he went to Frankfurt before that. No, but I'm talking about na- like recently. Uh, right now. Yeah, he's he's at he Frankfurt. went on loan to Frankfurt, and, and then now they brought in Zlatan. Yeah, and then now they sold him to Frankfurt. Yeah, they sold him to Frankfurt. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to go with this, but no. I mean, obviously, Satan was an issue, and then obviously, AC Milan right now has Leao, mm-hmm. uh, another Portuguese forward that has a lot of potential as well. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, obviously, he just became the ad, the odd man out. I mind you, uh, I mean, freaking AC Milan made a lot of moves at forward. They got they had uh at one point uh, what was his name Perisic. Perisic, yeah, Ivan Perisic. No, that, I'm thinking uh, that's that's Inter uh, Inter Milan. That's Inter Milan. Uh, there was some forward from Poland that that they brought in uh, at one point in 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 AC Milan, and obviously they brought in Sultan, and then they got rid of him. They transferred him literally within. It, he was only there for half the season, oh, yeah. and then they transferred him out again. Um, but yeah. uh, but then they brought in Sultan Ibrahimovic. Um, so I mean, obviously, just because of Zlatan being a factor. Well, that yeah, that too. But I'm looking at the stats right now, and apparently, from 2017 to 2020, you know, he's been with Milan, even though he was out on loan for two years. On that year itself, for 25 matches, he only scored two goals. Okay, and as a striker. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So, so Silva. No, I, I get you. Yeah. And then my main one and another player that I actually I love maybe 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 he's not a complete letdown letdown or no you know bottom three um, Alexis Sanchez 
Okay. Because, I mean, you, he hasn't really been the same. He hasn't been the same since he was in Barca. When he Not, went to Man U, it kind of just... You mean Arsenal first? Oh, yeah, Arsenal. Man, he's just... Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get you. I mean, hopefully... He's he's looked better in Inter Milan. But, yeah, he does. But, but no, I, I get you. Okay. All right, so top three. So Spencer has Jao Felix at number three, which makes sense now that why he chose Atletico Madrid. Yep. Um, Roberto Firmino from from Liverpool. I find that interesting. It's a little interesting one. Just because like I, Firmino hasn't necessarily been living up to what he normally does. Come on, look at me. But uh, uh, no, I, I mean, if that's his guy, that's his guy. Yeah. And then number one, obviously, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. So pretty. I think the the top three is definitely they got some good players. For me, the only question mark is obviously Roberto Firmino, but I I think as of this season, I mean, he's clearly a good player. I'm not trying to take that away from him or anything like that, but obviously, he just hasn't been looking that good this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, what's your top three? So my top three. I mean, number three. Um, I I don't want to go for like the obvious ones. Because I don't, I don't want to be too obvious, but Ronaldo, Messi, yeah. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to avoid having those, those guys. Um, so number three, I have Marcelo. All right. Even though I know I said yeah. something about like Ramadan, probably sell Marcelo, yeah. but Marcelo's just been a really good fullback. He's I mean, good. He's so much fun to watch. He always has. He's, al- he's always in every single play. You can, you always can rely on him in the attack as well, as far as as well as in defensively. So Marcelo's just always been a, f- and obviously once again, I like fullbacks. That's one of my favorite positions. So to see, yeah, someone that can literally be the prime definition of what a fullback is supposed to be, uh, Marcelo is definitely the best one at it. Um, Besides Danny Evans, but go ahead. I'm just gonna ignore that. Danny Evans. Marcelo was so much better than him. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, number two. Um. As far as current players, man, I mean Erling Haaland. Hey, yeah. I mean the kid. The he kid took away one of mine. The kid's a wrecking ball, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what else to he say. Came in her like a wrecking ball. You put so much effort in singing Alejandro's name and this, and you don't put that much effort in singing Frozen. It's Frozen. What the fuck you want me to do? And get get, get your hands off of my woman. <laughs> Get your hands off my woman. That was not the song. I know. Uh, that just sounds like a... Anyways, <laughs> you put more effort in that than you do in the two songs that you lost the bet on. Yeah, okay. What do you mean? I did. I tried putting effort into that. That's <laughs> shit on it. Like, uh, yeah, because I've never, I've never heard that song before in my life. I've never, ever heard it. Excuses. Go ahead. I'll even sing the freaking "My Fat Baby" from Family Guy over that. You would sing it, no? Because I know the song. I know the song. It's the whole, but the whole point of the bet is to sing it. So what? You you want me all? Okay, Spencer. If you're listening to this, if you lose a bet, I'm making you sing a Spanish song, and you're gonna have to learn it. And he's gonna do it. I know he is, but he's not gonna learn half of the words. He's gonna. But he's gonna do he's it. He's gonna be talking about grinding and shit. He won't even know. But he's gonna do it at the end of the day. I did it at the end of the day. Anyways, all right, <laughs> all right. So Aaron Holland, obviously great player. Um, number one. I mean, I have to say it. I already said it already at the show uh, in the show already. But Jan Oblak, man, dude, the guy's the best goalkeeper in the world. I honestly okay. don't see anybody can change my opinion on that one. I think Jan Block is a solid goalkeeper. Top world class goalkeeper. I, 
I mean, Ter Stegen's definitely up there with him, but I think Yano Black edges him out just by a little bit. But I, I definitely the experience, like maybe experience. Experience definitely is the big factor, but I mean, Jan All Black just he he he's a big thing to factor into the games. And I know like Messi clearly has taken advantage of Jan All Black <laughs> over the years, but I mean, y- you can even agree that Jan All Black is a solid goalkeeper. Right, right, right. So yeah, so my top three: um, Marcelo, Erling Haaland. And Yano Black. All right. Well, you took one of mine, you bastard. Because um, you can still put it on a fucking list. Doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> okay. So my number three, man, my number three on the top uh, is going to be um, Mark Ter Stegen. Okay. Mark Ter Stegen. He's a badass goalkeeper. Even though he fucked up against Atletico Madrid, but I still I forgive him. For um, he shouldn't have come out. He shouldn't have come out. Uh, my number two, this might actually surprise you, maybe. Um, Timo Warner. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how, how that's supposed to surprise me. But okay. Well, it might surprise you because, you know, I don't really follow a lot of Chelsea players, but he's just, he's good. That goal that he got an old, it was actually a really hell of a shot. Like, that was a weird ass angle. Okay. But um, then my number one, who else but Robert Lewandowski? Okay, so you, you also try to avoid Messi and Ronaldo as well. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I mean, dude, Lewandowski is just a freaking cold. No, beast. no, no, you're, you're right. I mean, that dude, I would definitely would have said Lewandowski over. Uh, I probably would have said it, but Holland is just so much fun to watch right now. Yeah, he is. And, He's and, got that crazy speed. So, but, I mean, and I'm not saying that Lewandowski hasn't been fun to watch this year. I mean, the dude, this scoring goals as well. Dude, he's scoring goals with all this food race right now in the Bundesliga. Yeah. It's, so, it, it, it's going to be like, so much fun to watch. The thing, the thing is, like, Lewandowski scored. Almost with all his body parts, literally. Like the dude, the dude literally just shows up and it's like he stretches his leg out or whatever, and then like it hits the inside of his no, thigh, I to- his I chest. Totally, and agree. Shit. totally agree with it. All right, so let's go ahead and reread the top threes again. So for Spencer, number three is Joe Felix. For, number two is Roberto Firmino, and number one is Latani Bahimovic. Yeah. My my top three was Marcelo, uh, Erling Haaland, and Jan Oblak. And me is Der Stegen. Um, Timo Warner and Robert Lewandowski. I always get that fucking. Yeah. Imagine if if uh, BN Sports got to like announce Bar- uh, Bundesliga games. Roberto Lewandowski. Yeah. Magisterio. <laughs> oh yeah, that oh, that dude. That guy was Magisterio. He looked like a gazelle, like a flamenco. Oh my God, Robert Lewandowski. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God, that'd be. If you guys haven't watched being sports in English, you need to you need to watch, watch it. That dude is electric. I don't care what game he's like announcing, but it's it's electric. <laughs> as long as they're scoring goals, as long as they're yeah. magisterial goals, or even if he does like a Meg, like if he does a he has some funny sayings too. Like oh, he, like he, he he sounds like he's having an orgasm. He's like ah, yeah. oh, that was beautiful. That uh, anyways, pass was so anyways. lovely. So that's the show. Um, we want to give our shout outs to Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, once again, it is a growing network. We're a part of it. You can catch us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time at unhingedsn.com, but also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Shout out to the lady that created our logo, our amazing logo. And as a matter of fact, Unhinged Sports Network actually are hitting her up, as a matter of fact, to help them with some logo creation. Yeah. And that is Alejandra Gomez. She's She's the best. I don't say that just to be nice. I mean, I literally think she's the best. 
Um, you can follow her on Instagram at Alagomas Graphics. You guys need a logo done. Let her girl Alejandra take care of you because oh, she's got y'all. Let her go. What did you say? Let her go off. Where? Let her go? No, what was it? Let her go off? What was what? it? What? Let her What the fuck? Go off. Whatever. Go off, queen. There How hard go. is it to say? It's three fucking I'm just words, trying, man. I'm trying. It's I'm three trying, fucking words, I'm trying to get you to say it. You That's fucking what. idiot, man. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. I'm trying to get you to say it. Go off, queen. There you go. Anyway, so. Sorry, Alejandro. Uh, we he ruined the the great the great ad for you. But yeah, if you guys want a, a logo created, go ahead and hit up our girl Alejandra Gomez. Follow her at Instagram at at Ale Gomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Ale Gomez Graphics. Love you. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to the Chick Fil A Player of the Year Award. <laughs> our Chick Fil A Player of the Year Award. Our producer Roosevelt Spencer. Um, yeah, he's our Chick Fil A player. Do you not remember from last week? I don't, bro. You are, <laughs> you are something else. How dare you? How how dare you insult the Chick Fil A player of the year? I'm sorry. I, I, I you all Spencer Chick Fil A. Oh man, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, no, it's, it's official. You owe Spencer Chick Fil A no, no, no. for forgetting his award. How dare you, sir? Anyways. So, uh, <laughs> so Spencer, dang, got me thinking about Chick Fil A. Right now. So, I wonder Spencer how many of our listeners are thinking about Chick Fil A now. Anyway, Spencer is our our producer. He also creates our beats for our intro and outro. So, if you guys like the way we sound, if you guys like the dope ass beats that we have for the intro and outro, hit him up on Instagram at that guy dope, so you, he can do some sort of collaboration with y'all. And uh, and I mean, let's face it, man. The beats are solid. They really are. I think I use uh, a couple of those uh, soundtracks to do my workout. Well, there you have it. So, all right, man. That's the show. Um, I think we had a really good one. <laughs> yeah, today was... Uh, I guess we had a lot more to talk about. A fucking moron. But hey. What else is new? Yeah, right. You should know. You should be used to it already after all these years. All right, Apparently bro. not. And once again, you're the bad influence. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm the college graduate, remember? Oh, I just, oh, I just throw that in my face, why don't you? Oh, my God. Like, that's going to make you the nice one, the good one. Yeah, right, man. Whatever. I've seen you driving around at 3 in the morning all drunk and shit. When have you ever seen me drive around? Why are you up at 3 in the morning? Uh, going to work, going to the gym. You do not. When have you seen me driving drunk? I don't drive drunk. Okay. Tipsy. I don't drive tipsy. Buzz. If I drink alcohol, I'm not driving. Well, it was a while back. Remember when you ran into my dad? In high school? No, it wasn't in high school. Yes, it was. In oh, high wasn't it high school? That shit was, was hilarious. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> wow, if you're gonna judge poor old 16 year old Hector. <laughs> don't you dare use that fucking poor old bullshit. You know what you did. You fucking drive your fucking 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 looking, trying to look through the window and shit. Anyways, right, anyways let's go. Let's go through this shit. After anyways, this is the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Catch us next week where we have another week of soccer to talk about. Obviously, we will also be previewing the MLS Cup final. So make sure you guys stay tuned, and we'll obviously have our good friend Andrew from Kicking It with Drew SC to go ahead and preview that game. And of course, we'll also be previewing the league MX final as well yeah, yeah yeah so 
Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.